0: listening to the Apollo Podcast Network 1 Welcome to a one take podcast episode 146 this week we are talking is the MCU back
1: is the MCU back (laughs) this is the state of the MCU
0: address a fucking quarterly edition (laughs) ladies and gentlemen (laughs) we are now gathered here to listen to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy volume 3 that's what we're reviewing episode 146 guys we did it we did it. We we brought superhero movies back. I don't know if you heard. They were dead and gone. Um but we said Jonathan saved
1: them. Majors killed them with his own two hands. Oh god. <laughs> I have no comments. On video allegedly, but we'll never uh, know.
0: <laughs> we have the video. It's out there in the ether, but you can't watch <laughs> it. Don't watch it. <laughs>
1: don't ask where it is. We don't we're not
0: gonna show it to you, but it exists, damn it. We promise um that plays into all of this discourse that has been bad and weird online for many reasons and it got even worse when that news broke but somebody who is historically just okay online no don't look at his pe- previous tweets james gunn <laughs> is here to save the day <laughs> somebody that is totally normal and fun online is here to save the day for marvel once again james gunn's conclusion to the trilogy guardians of the galaxy volume three are we doing okay we're doing fine folks on this podcast late at night hanging out we vibing mm-hmm.
2: we're doing great Here's- uh basketball's on. And we're talking about real cinema how,
0: how, how can it be bad you're how gonna get a
2: lose?
0: you're gonna get a papa john's papadilla
2: not tonight uh, i have to reward myself for good work getting all my work done this week getting all my workouts in then i will have a papadilla but if i don't do my workouts or I have a lazy day, then I'm not going to have a Papadilla. So
0: we'll see a Doritos that. Papadilla. That is, Tej is like the number one I consumer of like awesome food on the on on the timeline. And also the number one consumer of garbage food on the timeline. So I don't know where you stand. I respect the duality of man. Your palate is crazy.
2: <laughs> I'm going to smoke a little weed. I'm just eating that Papadilla. It, it's got like a, it's got a cool ranch dipping sauce. That sounds like right up by I need this one. That I need, fucking
1: nuts. I, I I need fucking love T, bro. T is one of my favorite that people shit, that I know from the internet because like he'll pop up and it's like, damn, that's the most expensive plate I've ever seen. Like this man is clearly at Nobu, or also, <laughs> like he's eating fucking Papa John's Papadia.
2: <laughs> I need that. And i we cancel Papa John too. And I've I've been I've been holding it down for the cancellation, but I'm gonna have to slide by there, bro. am I'm, I'm there, bro.
0: <laughs> Every once in a while, you just have to have dominoes. Like, I feel it. I don't know. I Got to, bro. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. This seems like it would that would have been a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 promotion in like 2002 whenever they were putting out like Mountain Dew for Star Wars. Yes. Like Blue Milk Mountain Dew for Star Wars or whatever it is. Um, but anyway, I'm rambling. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. 8.3 on IMDb. People love this movie right now and maybe just maybe it's from where from whence we came to where we are now that people are reacting to this but 8.3 on imdb number one ranked popularity movie trending right now uh steel reeling from the loss of gamora peter quill rallies his team to defend the universe and one of their own a mission that could mean the end of the guardians of if the of the guardians if not successful written and directed by james gunn stars uh Chris Pratt, Bradley Cooper as uh, <laughs> recording from his from his closet as Rocket, <laughs> Brad Pitt uh,
1: definitely working from home still
0: <laughs> Bradley Cooper, uh, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillan as the most Nebula the Nebula has ever been Vin Diesel, Palm uh, Clemente and uh, Chuck Woody Iwuzhi as the high evolutionary uh, people are losing their minds over a good villain who would have thought
1: also, Zoe Saldana, apparently the, like, highest grossing actress of all time. Ever. Or <laughs> uh, we'll,
0: oh, yeah, as well. Maria Bakalova makes an appearance as Cosmo, which we love, and uh, Will Poulter as giant himbo Adam Warlock and uh, has a 65 Meta score on IM Or has a 65 Meta score. Hey, guys, guess what? This movie did good business. Who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought? Um... After the, uh, you would say who would have thought, but after the, uh, I don't think Quantum Mania did quote unquote good business. Uh,
1: Quantum Mania had a great first week and then just completely died the second week,
0: <laughs> yeah. It, like, unlike any MCU movie in the past like decade, um, maybe besides Eternals, but gross worldwide three hundred and eighteen million dollars as of the recording of this podcast. I believe like as of two days ago, that's what they had. I think it's gonna cross four hundred million easily. Um and eclipse quantum media very quickly. It has it is again one of the better reviewed mcu movies of the past three or four years 82% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics 95% audience score a galactic group hug that might squeeze a little too tight on the heartstrings the final Guardians of the Galaxy is a loving last hurrah for the MCU's most ragtag family Teach, I want to start with you you have had nothing but kind words to say about this film I think we all do um, so go ahead lead us off
2: this film fucking rocks James Gunn does it again it, it's it's hilarious it's extremely heartfelt i was crying i was laughing i just had a great time i just my expectations were high for this film because the you know guardians franchise is so cool the first guardians movie i hold in extremely high esteem within my mcu rankings the second guardians movie i'm not the highest on but i i know that there are a lot of people that really love the second guardians movie and there are parts of it that i really do like but uh, I was expecting big things out of this one, and man, I thought gun knocked it out of the park. It's, it's the emotional stuff, kind of taking the ball out of Star-Lord's hands a little bit and kind of letting this be the Rocket movie, I thought was a very smart and very well-timed given where Chris Pratt stands and you know, not just our relation to him as, as watchers, but also our relation to him as people who see him on social media. I just thought that they made all the right decisions. The cast is great. The chemistry between everybody is great. Uh, Incredible villain. Um, People are saying this is probably one of the best Marvel villains. I would I would agree with that. I think people are leaving out how amazing Gore was just because they don't like uh, Thor four, which which I understand why people don't like Thor four. But I thought Gore himself was incredible, and I think people just wanted him to have more to do in that movie. Whereas he, you know, the High Evolutionary really got to cook in this movie, and he was very evil. And I wanted the worst for him, kind of from the beginning when he first popped on screen. I wanted the absolute worst for him. He made me hate him immediately, which is what a good villain is supposed to do. I didn't want to hear about his backstory. I didn't want to give a fuck about why he was doing what he was doing. Not a goddamn I didn't need him thing. Out of here. He was way too evil, bro. I need him the fuck out of here. Uh, I, I just, I the, the soundtrack is incredible. There's an Earth, Wind, and Fire song in this, which kind of made me float to heaven. I could, I did not know that was about to happen. I had no idea. Uh, it, it's just great, and I don't want to go into spoilers yet, but. The way that the plot works out with Rocket and the way that the, the, the way the movie is kind of centered around Rocket, even though he's not actually the one up and doing all the fighting for most of the movie. It's just brilliant. It, 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 it the best I find the best stuff, the best sequels recontextualize the movies you saw before. And I can't wait to go watch volume one and volume two again, just because so much of the Rocket stuff is seated throughout and so much about who we know Rocket to be is explained through this film it was just, it was, it was phenomenal. I, I I would have to give it an A plus. I can't wait to watch it again. I've only seen it once. I would have to give it an A plus. It's going to do great business. Gunn is maybe the most talented person making superhero movies at the moment. And I, and it not only made me feel like this movie is an A plus, I walked out of the theater thinking, man, DC is in great hands. Like, like this guy understands something about what these, what people that go to comic movies want to see the fight scenes were amazing. This is a very violent movie. Like this is a, a pretty violent movie. Very. The fight scenes are great and we probably have the both the best uh Guardians fight scene ever in this movie. Right. And and Guardians isn't known for its fight scenes. Like but did, we had like the best Guardians fight scene ever. One of the best fight scenes I've seen in the MCU especially post pandemic post uh Endgame and I would have I said this online, but I would have this as my favorite tied for my favorite uh post-endgame movie uh maybe Spider-Man No Way Home would be a little bit ahead if i didn't know about the 3 Spider-Man beforehand but obviously we all knew about the 3 Spider-Man beforehand It's
0: kept secret yeah. in the history of movies and obviously the <laughs> plot the plot uh, uh
2: the the way that they go about the plot in No Way Home leaves something to be desired on rewatching i don't think that this movie is going to have that problem because the plot is extremely straightforward and this you know what it really did this took a big shit on Quantumania because Quantumania, <laughs> you go to some zany places and you're like, okay, that's cool, I guess. But when you see how Gunn did his sets when we're in the little squishy world and you see it and it's like, oh, this is on a real, Orgo like, this is, this is real. This is not a CGI fuck fest. This is real. Like, we're in the Orgo world, but it's actually tangible. It just makes you think back to, we were in the quantum realm and it was like, yeah, the quantum realm is actually not that dope down here. All this CGI is not adding to this film. Uh, Gunn is really him. I give it an A+. I can't wait to watch it again. I listened to the soundtrack today when I was working. I, I just love this film, A+.
0: I got to do that. I, that's something that I've kind of made a habit of is listening to the because it just, historically, like they've said in interviews that he'll play the play the songs while they're acting on set oh, because sure. he knows, he writes to what the music is going to be. Yep. And so, or like he writes with music in mind. So it's really interesting that he'll play it like out loud, and okay, he knows he knows where every song is going to go, and so that's why these playlists are like curated better than any Spotify playlist that's ever been curated. So that it's really yeah. really fun. It's um, like just
1: a step below like Edgar Wright, like right, <laughs>
0: yeah. Edgar Wright
1: is like we're writing the scene to the music, and James Gunn is like I'm writing the scene, but I know what music I want in here. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Yeah, teach to, to your point, and I'm not gonna give my review right now. But to your point, there's something, and I've been saying this in a couple like things that I've been consuming recently, like video games and stuff like that. There's like a tactileness to it, and I think that's really important. Like you can feel if you can feel that the world is there, that mm-hmm. the scenes are there, that they didn't shoot this in the fucking the volume or whatever that is. That they used for Mandalorian and, and that they used for Thor, and I don't even know if they used it for Quantum but you could tell they were on green screens the entire time. There's something that you can touch almost in this; you can reach out and touch what's in this movie. Not to say that there isn't like a big CGI fuck fest at the end of the movie, but because thus is Marvel, but yeah, there definitely is. But <laughs> yeah, but there there is something to these gun films that he knows the world that he's in. And that's why I think your point of him just switching to go to the other studio that hasn't been able to realize where they want to be in the space is really interesting because unlike, unlike that previous person that ran that whole universe Gunn really understands what he's trying to make. He knows the material and, uh, I'm not trying to make this a Zack Snyder thing, but I'm just saying it just, it just, it feels like he is completely (laughs) aware of the world that he's wanting to make. And also not even a Zack Snyder thing, the fucking Rick and Morty writers that they've been hiring for every single, every single project up until this point, he knows it feels like he understands more than them. and, And maybe that's the product of him getting to live in these characters for 10 years now since he made the first film in 2014 anyway i'm rambling dex what do you think the movie obviously you loved it
1: yeah uh i've seen it twice now um and i enjoyed it both times i thought it was really really dope i i told y'all like before we started recording the pod i'm so tired of like the state of the mcu discourse that we do with every single mcu project that comes out every movie that comes out we're like oh is this the best villain since end game or is this the the best movie since end game i'm like i don't i don't care anymore like i like all the movies i've liked most of the shows up to this point moon knight was some huff and i didn't finish. absolute huff moon knight was some huff but i like most of the shows i didn't finish what if because Animation is not a, like, serious medium to me. Sorry. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Animation, not a serious medium, okay? Uh, But I finished all the other MCU shows, and I like them all except Moon Knight. Um, so, like, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, my God, the MCU has been, like, just flailing, looking for, like, a replacement to Thanos and blah, blah, blah. Like, I've liked all the live-action project except Moon Knight since Endgame. So, like, I'm not a big State of the MCU guy or whatever. But, even not being that person, you can tell Guardians of the Galaxy is, like, an important moment in, like, the post-Endgame MCU because this is a conclusion for a lot of characters that we came to love pre-Endgame, and, like, we've been with them for, what, like, almost a decade now? I don't remember exactly when Guardians One came out, but I know fourteen. Yeah, so nine nine years now we've been with these
0: characters. Who imagine America still had hope? America still had (laughs) hope.
1: Barack Obama was still out here. We hadn't elected Trump yet. We didn't think we could stoop that low. Um, Yeah, crazy. But yeah, you know, like these characters we've been with for nine years now. Who we didn't give a fuck about before that movie, if we're being honest, like none of us gave a fuck about the Guardians of
0: the Galaxy before then. No one knew the. I Guardians had never of the heard Galaxy. of the Guardians that of the was, Galaxy. That was the whole point. No one knew, yeah. unless you're a big comic nerd, which I mean, obviously none of us are on this podcast, and a lot of the fans of the MCU as as a whole, as it stands now, weren't either. So it just like, it, it, yeah, it was a, it was no small feat to make this thing work and be beloved the way that it is
1: yeah like if you were like drafting comic book properties that could become billion dollar franchises Guardians of the Galaxy is going in the seventh round like that's not (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Irrelevant yeah like this is they found a Brock Purdy and they made that shit work (laughs) you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying but you know wrapping that up after you made us love these characters who none of us gave a fuck about before, making them into household names, like nobody knew who the fuck Amora was in 2012, and now she's like this big important character or whatever. That's really dope. So like, seeing them get the chance to wrap up this these character stories the way that they did was really cool. Um and the movie it lives up to the weight of that. Like everybody knew going in because the actors would not stop saying, like, into microphones. How <laughs> much like they were done. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> like fucking Zoe Saldana, Dave Batista, so many people involved in these movies were like, get me the fuck out of here. Like, I'm so tired of doing this. I'm
0: tired of painting my face green. I'm done. Yeah. They were I'm
2: like, I'm trying to make millions to paint myself green. I'd rather James go make it. What are you doing? She's got the Avatar money, man. She's not
1: going broke anytime soon. Yeah, that's true.
0: That's fair. She has her other big franchise.
1: Zoe Saldana, who has made $4 billion on two movies that no one gives a fuck about her character in. Facts. Was like, give me the fuck out of here. I'm tired of making franchise movies. I want to be a serious actor. Don't know why. None of us asked you to do that. (laughs) Literally none of us us asked you to do that. (laughs) But. Her Dave Bautista, who like we've seen do, M Night Shyamalan movies and like a couple other like you know like comedies and shit like that, like we've seen him do some other stuff, and we're like, oh yeah, he's actually good, he's better than The Rock, all that, blah blah blah. And James Gunn literally went and signed with the rival like superhero company, like we knew this was it for the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they lived there, up to the weight don't of. Don't leave out that he got fired first. Yeah. He got fired first. It turned Scott out to be a process. blessing
2: for both James Gunn and DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Very weird set of circumstances. Like, I don't know if I've had or I've seen, and I probably have, like, just actors actively being like, yeah, I'm fucking done.
1: Yeah, Get me the fuck out of here, man.
0: <laughs> and, and granted, we haven't had a franchise that is, like, this... Dominant. Dominant and big in scope where these people have had to commit this much time to a singular vision for that long. So it's like the biggest, you know, experiment in the history of movies.
1: Yeah. It's like this and Daniel Craig being like, give me the fuck out of James Bond. Right? No, that's probably the one. And that's it. Like, There's no, nobody else who's had to do this much for this long. Daniel
0: Craig being like, I'm done with James Bond. Here's 25 million. Well, you know, (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well when i said i was done what i meant was <laughs> what i meant was, uh. <laughs> but yeah like they lived up to the weight of all of that like coming into it and that's a really impressive feat and i loved it uh i thought they sent off the characters really well like not getting into the spoilers of how they did it uh they they sent off every character really well i felt like and they kind of gave themselves room to like bring some people back, not bring some other people back, etc. Like they they pulled it off. Um, I think the movie is, it's very emotional, and like we we all expected that. Like it pulls on the heartstrings. They show you in the very first like trailer, oh, we're gonna tell you rocket story, and that shit is a hella emotional. You're going to be very <laughs> sad. We're going to fucking torture CGI animals in front of you. (laughs) But the way that they made that into this really affecting, cool thing where you're still attached to these characters who you know are about to die because you haven't seen them in any of the other Guardians, Avengers, MCU movies in the past nine years, you know they're not going to be in the rest of this movie. Like you know, there's nothing good that's about to happen to them. I thought the way they pulled that off was really dope. Um, like you mentioned, this movie being very violent. I I went inside saw it with a bunch of the Apollo guys, and we walked out of it and we're like, "This movie is fucking gnarly, man!" Like, the bone breaks, the like the action scenes are crazy. Um, it all comes together really well. The co- I will say the reason I'm not giving it an A plus is because the comedy doesn't hit the levels that I have come to expect from other guardians movie.
0: It was James Gunn lingering on one. It was James Gunn lingering on a joke that he thought was very funny for a long time. Yeah. And it lingers like, a little bit.
1: And there were a couple of moments where it was like, I was the only person in the theater both times that I saw this movie who chuckled and like nobody else even like chuckles. <laughs> so it's like, it, uh, Okay, I can't give you too much credit for the jokes in this movie. I'm the only one that's like, ha, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, But other than that, I thought they they nailed it with kind of the character beats that they hit. You know, they give everybody their moment to shine. Nebula becomes like a full fledged character, which is very hard to pull off. Like, she's literally a robot and they made her into this like emotional character who you like feel for a little bit. Obviously, Rocket has like the whole movie basically for bradley cooper to cook from speaking into his microphone at home uh, mantis gets her moment to cook uh drex gets his moments to be more than just the big dumb idiot uh chris pratt gets his like it's his franchise so he gets his moments to cook throughout this movie gamora who doesn't even remember these people is like a legit character who goes on another character journey throughout this like trilogy that she's already been in a character journey through.
0: Well it's yeah. interesting and I keep interrupting you, I'm sorry, but it's interesting because Gunn talked about how he felt kind of fucked by <laughs> how they ended the Gamora storyline in Endgame. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. this was supposed to come out. This was this was supposed to be the first film after endgame. Yep. And he always he kind of felt hamstrung when they told him, "Hey, we're gonna kill her." Yeah, and, she doesn't uh, remember any of your characters. Like, yeah. so get this shit out of here. <laughs> good he luck. He also sir. said Star
2: Lord wouldn't have to, he like he said Star Lord wouldn't have done what he did in Endgame, which made everybody hate Star Lord. He said Star Lord would never have done that. He didn't. Well,
1: I I think it was good that Star Lord did that shit in Endgame because first of all, it kept Endgame going, which is a fantastic fucking movie. And got us to the important characters who we actually cared about at that point. But anyway, I thought Jay's Gun pulled it off, nailed it, like wrapped up his story with all the characters that we had already known, even introduced, like, if you hadn't seen, like, even if you hadn't seen the Star, like the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, just watching this movie, you could still be like, oh, I get, like, Cosmos, like, the dogs thing and I enjoy that character and like Mm -hmm. seeing her like arc throughout this movie was still good. Like, oh you're a bad dog and then at the end she's a good dog. Like that's good. You know what I'm saying? That's fun. (laughs) Um so yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I don't think it's a perfect MCU film. And like I said, I'm kind of over the whole like state of the MCU like thing that we have to do after every movie. It's okay for us to say that every like MCU villains are just good now. Like After uh, Wakanda forever came out, we were like fucking Namor is just this amazing villain, the best villain since whatever. And then like, you know, now this movie came out and we're like, oh my God, uh, the high evolutionary is the best villain. Like, oh my God, that's so dope. And I'm like, yeah, we can just say that most MCU villains are good now. Wanda was a great villain fucking namor was a great villain ultron wasn't ultron wasn't but that was like what wasted
0: like, opportunity
1: eight years ago <laughs> like that's true. most of, most of the recent mcu villains we've gotten just been good like we don't have to do this whole like oh my god this is the best mcu villain since whatever thing mcu villains can just be good now um i give it an a though after all that said like i really enjoyed this movie like i said went and saw it twice um and if you're a guardians of the galaxy fan obviously you've probably already seen it but if you haven't yet you're going to enjoy it too so a
0: a minus for me um i uh i'm agree agreement with you that like some of the the, some of the comedy like i'll I'll tell you what i didn't necessarily love about it some of the comedy um kind of lingered a little bit too long and it didn't hit the same beats that like that it normally, that it normally would have. Um, they do kind of linger on story, story beats a little bit too long, like linger on certain worlds and stuff a little bit too long. Um, that's fine. Like, I mean, it, you, it deserved to be the length that it was. It's the last outing that we're going to see with a lot of these people. Um, I, I will say while the villain was good and, you know, a great performance from, from our guy from uh, Peacemaker 2, uh Greatness. I love that James Gunn's just like, I'm just going to work with everybody that I've been working with for the past three years. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: I already have your phone number. Why would I call yeah. anyone else?
0: <laughs> I was really hoping um, for
2: John Cena to just randomly be like an extra and just walk into the
0: movie for 10 seconds. I was really hoping <laughs> for that in the back of my brain. This kind of does feel to me a little bit like a... Um, not a copy, but it feels like he was taking things that he learned or did with the suicide squad and bringing it over to this, to this Marvel movie a little bit. Um, but then again, the, the, the villain while good and, and, and easily hateable, he didn't have to do anything because he was just torturing animals the entire time. So we were immediately going to be like, fuck that guy. Yeah. You know, and I guess, yeah, he did blow up a planet. But, like, ho-hum. But I...
1: (laughs) A planet full of animals.
0: (laughs) Right, a planet full of animal people, which was the weirdest sort of... Speaking of tactileness, the makeup and stuff on all those people was crazy. Amazing. The makeup in this movie deserves, I think, to be nominated for an Academy Award. I'm just telling you that right now. It won't be, but they really need to, like, submit it for four awards. Um, but he didn't have to do anything besides, like, it was very, um, this is going to sound like, this this is going to sound stupid because I'm also going to praise the movie for this. It was very, uh, contained. The the villain was very contained. I want to get Rocket. All right. Okay. So initially you just have to care about rocket which most of us do but if you were coming into this movie completely blind you'd be like why the fuck do i care about this raccoon um because he's a poor animal voice right, by it, bradley exa- cooper exactly um that being said i did <laughs> i did love that it was a completely contained story a lot of we've kind of lost the forest through the trees when it comes to the mcu and and this interplanetary inter-universal connected I disagree. Well, they got a little bit out ahead of their skis, and even I think Tej would agree agree with me yeah, a little. bit. It was nice to be
2: able to be like, "Oh, this is just one story," and I don't have to think about how this connects to the rest of the universe. I can just enjoy this thing for whatever it's supposed to be. I I like that. I did see,
1: like but when we did we, we did Black Widow, we did Shang Chi. We did Miss Marvel. We were like, "How does this connect to the rest of the MCU?" I can't. But they see, were. But I they're trying to connect those movies, though. Star Lord, like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's their fault. They they are they are putting things in those movies that are trying to connect. So obviously, us as a viewer are saying, "Okay, let's examine the connections." Whereas this, but movie, they're
1: not, and like even Moon Knight, which I fucking hate. I think Moon Knight is awful. Don't confuse this as it's Moon Knight horrible. defense. Moon Knight sucks. This. Like, even outside of all the MCU connective tissue shit, MCU is just a boring show about a boring character who I hate. But it's like, you know, people watch all that stuff and they were like, well, like, how are they going to make this person fight with Shang-Chi? Like, against a, like, connected villain? Like, how is that going to work? Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's too self-contained. I think Moon
2: Knight could cook any of the characters by just putting them to sleep, because he put me to sleep. (laughs) Incredibly. No disrespect to Oscar Isaac, who is a great actor.
1: That's the sleepiest, most nasty show of all time. Don't bring that
2: shit back for season two, bro. Get that shit out of here, Marvel. Get that shit out of here. Uh, But yeah, what
1: I'm saying is, like, so many MCU projects have come out, and we've been like, this is too disconnected. I don't see how, like, all this is coming together. Where's the new Thanos? And now Guardians comes out, and we're like... Oh, this is its own thing. It's like unique and it's a standalone project. Oh, it's so different. Like, no, all these projects have been standalone projects. That's been the problem for y'all for two years now. Like, what are we talking about?
2: But they haven't. Ant Man not a standalone project, but that wasn't our problem with Ant Man. Our problem with Ant Man was that the 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 big bad who was supposed to be the new Thanos went out like a bitch.
1: (laughs)
0: uh i'm gonna i'm gonna swerve here i'm gonna audible um no i i think i they do do a little bit at the at the end of the at the end of just if this isn't really a spoiler but at the end is like this is the new guardians of the galaxy yada 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 sort of this is who you should be paying attention to uh going forward which feels a little shoehorned in at the very end but
2: are there no child labor laws in
0: space no they're not a thing not an ounce. (laughs) <laughs> um, there's no child labor laws on Earth because they're about to have the Young Avengers or whatever that is. Oh, well, that's true. Good point. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't. I you know. I I I felt like it was self-contained and it, and it was purposely so for a gun to like be able to cook with these characters and being able to pivot where this was supposed to be post-endgame to and i guess it just it would have worked if it was post in game immediately to the, the the same story you know it just is weird that it comes this far down the line i think going back and after we've had stuff like the eternals and we've had um we've had quantum mania and stuff that they're trying to go more cosmic and stuff this being set where it's already cosmic, and we've we've all accepted that, um, and just being like we're just gonna base it around just right here with this like family, I guess family, uh, this found we, family, whatever critic you saying about the guardians, this uh this 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 uh, this fast and furious family, <laughs> and just being able to to keep it there. You know, and I I just keep saying it, and you may disagree, Dex, but I I do think that it's like we're not trying to really figure out where to go from here, other than that final teaser at the very end. Um, yeah, I don't disagree with that part,
1: for the record. But keep going.
0: No, I just think I I just think that keeping it there is it was a, was a smart choice, and and I and I don't think that Gunn would have had it probably any other way, and I think it was great by Feige to clear like literally do a clear out just like go to the corner and let him let james harden cook you know what and I mean? you're off
1: in space Do
0: your thing
2: <laughs> very smart smart uh by feige love that
0: and i said it a little bit in Tj's in Tj's review and and just to repeat myself this world feels real it feels lived in it feels like a person writing this knew who the characters were it 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 really in Tj, you talked about it too and i i wanted to mention this as well they really kind of put Star-Lord and Gamora kind of to the side more so than I really anticipated. But that also allowed Pratt's emotional moments to actually hit a little bit. And I'm not saying Chris Pratt is a good, even a good actor, really. I mean, he he's able to carry some of these franchise films by just like, Charisma for some people it passes as charisma for some people. They could have made
2: Dex Mario with no training. And would
0: have been, <laughs> the movie would have been just the same. So, look, I'm just saying, Kansas loves this guy. And I think, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, Middle America really is tapped into Chris Pratt, apparently.
0: Yeah. And I just, but I did think, and Twitter can get mad at me if they want, this was some of the dude's best acting that he's ever done. Facts. In the third guardians of the galaxy movie wow i, I could I, I didn't never i didn't even stop
2: to think about that because i tried to ignore uh chris pratt as much as possible right. but i would agree with that
0: yeah well look a lot of people have the chris pratt problem it, you your mileage may vary but and i don't want to litigate that here i keep saying that word but like i don't want to like, i don't want to whatever but i i do think that that his stuff with Rocket and being invested in the CG, what was probably a stuffed doll on set, uh, at, if not at times, Sean Gunn, James Gunn's brother, um, who They're does the body like, standing tape. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really good from the guy. Like, r- look, he's just had to be the funny, funny guy that shoots blasters and stuff, and. He- Gets a little upset at his at his you're not my dad and in, in the episode. Two. What am I supposed to say, Jesus? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I but him being emotional over over a raccoon, got me, and I thought it was good, man. Yeah, I thought good he I thought it was really good. Um, and it rap- got me from the fucking the trailer
1: when we first saw that shit. I was <laughs> like, oh, like he's oh, late. Rocket is fucking
0: cooked. <laughs> <laughs> um. Bradley Cooper steals the show. Yeah, facts. Um, and I don't know how much he had to do with it. Credit to the actual animators. This is the first time that these characters have actually looked good. And maybe that's to do with that they have these things on deck and they don't have to go like create stuff from scratch when these when these studio or when these uh, visual effects houses are overworked or whatever. But everything looked great. Rocket Raccoon looks fucking incredible. In all stages, all of his little woodland friends look awesome too. It's the um, eyes, bro. They put the saddest
2: yeah. eyes on these fucking animal characters, which is an emotional manipulation, but that shit fucking works. I was a goddamn mess about Baby Rocket and his friends. I was a goddamn mess, bro.
0: When, when, um, my wife actually pointed out to me and she saw in a post that, uh, you know, made a lot of sense. That it was like, how does this look better than the movie that they put all that time and effort to the lion King? Like, and you were, you're right. Tej. they emote, they went through the lion King and stuff like that. And they're going to do it with the fucking little mermaid movie too, where they have all these anthropomorphic animals and they're like, they don't let them emote. Look, I know you're trying to go for like quote unquote realism in your, mermaid movie or your uh, lion king movie but you gotta let the or we're just gonna not feel emotion when like flounder is sad you know what i mean i'm not gonna like we don't we don't know it, it's not gonna it hit the same weird yeah and so and so like yeah they just they let these animals look sad and have emotions and it's really it really is uh crazy and also how dare you james gunn when you put that little animal through hell and the first word that he ever said is hurt. I was like, God damn it. Motherfucker. (laughs) you Son of a bitch. That was like that. Really? I nearly cried, dude. I it's emotional manipulation throughout the entire movie. And I'm rambling, but like not to jump to the end to, uh, have you cry throughout the entire movie. And then at the very end is like, everything is happy. Like, spoiler alert for the end of the movie. Happy ending for everybody. Yeah. God spoiler damn it. Alert,
2: happy ending. Okay. Yeah. I should address the fact that I, I was very vocal about the fact that I thought that we needed to pack up the Guardians. Okay? I love the Guardians. Don't get me wrong.
0: Every episode you have said that. Since but the trailer I thought came we out.
2: had to pack up the Guardians. But I forgot one key thing, which is what do I love more than real cinema where people are getting packed up is a happy ending. I am a sucker for a happy ending. Uh, even when, spoiler alert again, uh, it looked like Star-Lord was out of here. I was like, oh, this is the best of both worlds. I, like All the other Guardians will survive, but we can get Peter Quill out of here. We can get uh, Chris Pratt out of the MCU. I'm, I'm into this. But then he wasn't dead. And I won't say that I was happy he wasn't dead, but I was fine with the fact that he wasn't dead because all my other uh, good friends were not dead. Because there was a time where I thought Drax was dead, and I realized that it was way more, more emotional about that than I thought I would be. There were times where I obviously thought that Rocket was dead. Um, I didn't like that feeling. So I'm glad that he didn't kill off all my favorite people because he killed off all my favorite new animal friends. And he, I knew they were going to die. It's like turning on Rogue One. We knew everybody we were going to meet was about to get packed up. As soon as we saw baby Rocket and his new friends, I said, well, this is going to be fucking tragic because these animals have no chance of surviving. And they got packed up just like they did. And I still was a mess when they when they got packed up. I was very sad. That was...
1: Fucked up both times, dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just emotional manipulation throughout the entire movie. It's crazy. I yeah. haven't seen it. And I've seen
1: some discourse about that. Like I've seen critics who have said this movie was emotionally manipulative. And I've seen people shout out to uh at GP this app, big fan of the show, my boy Brandon who said that, like, that's a stupid criticism to have, like, calling a a movie emotionally manipulative is dumb. Like, obviously, it's um, manipulating your emotions.
0: Yeah, every Pixar movie. Uh, So?
1: Yeah, but, like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, there's a couple of fake-out deaths in this movie, and uh, that's kind of, like, in other movies that I don't like, I would call that bad and dumb. But it worked for me here. Like I was like, I was just so invested that I was like, that's, that's a cool thing to do. And Same. Like it got the reaction out of me they were trying to get. And then the character lived. And I was like, okay, fine. Okay, cool you know, watching something like The Whale, I'm like, that's emotionally manipulative because I don't fucking <laughs> like it because it's some garbage. Because I don't <laughs> fucking like it.
0: Movies many people have compared, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and The Whale.
1: Exactly, yeah. This, is, this, this is why you come you to
0: that. the One Take podcast. <laughs> that's, that's facts. Right.
1: Because we compare these two completely disparate movies. But yeah, like watching something like that, I was like, I see what the fuck you're doing and I don't like it because it's bad. <laughs> but you know, in guardians of the galaxy, I see what you're doing and I do like it because it's good. And that's different. <laughs> it's How same. is it different? Like, we
0: can't really tell you, but it's different.
2: <laughs> it's so beautiful because we already have a relationship to rocket. Obviously we know who rocket is. We know hey, he's angry. We know that he's he doesn't talk about his past. We know that something happened to where he was created in some weird fucked up way. He doesn't think he's a raccoon, even though he looks like a raccoon, everybody calls him every animal in the book. And we sat there and laughed in the movie theaters. Thor called him, a fucking rabbit. And all these people are calling him <laughs> these different animals, and we laugh every time.
0: You know why? And, yeah. I I never got that. Like I got it, it's funny because it's like nobody knows. But like Gamora calls him like an otter or something in this, or what? No, what is it? Call? <laughs> she
2: calls him yeah. something that doesn't make any yeah. sense at all. And and it's just like,
0: oh no badger. shit. They wouldn't a badger. They wouldn't know what that what what he was anyway. Only yeah, Peter he would came know from yeah.
1: like North America, Earth, all that. Shit. Yeah, like, they, 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 they literally know.
0: wouldn't know, like, they don't, they've never seen any of these. Like, that seems before. like the no, most no duh thing of all time. But then I was like, oh, wait, they are aliens. Like, I forget about that. The having it, we know this character,
2: and seeing the fact that he is going to escape this horrible captivity where his friends died, and we know that he's going to go live his literal dreams, he's going to go have adventures with the Guardians, he's going to find new family. He's going to be taken care of. He's going to be loved. He's going to be cared for. Like, that is such a beautiful way to tell a story. And I just, the it, I didn't feel emotionally manipulated. Although it, the eyes of the animals, when I saw the eyes, I was like, all right, I see what they're trying to make me do. But it worked. And so I like that. But if you try to emotionally manipulate me and it doesn't work, it's like if you swing at somebody and you and you miss the punch, then you're going to get knocked <laughs> out. But if you swing at somebody and knock them out, well, then it was a good punch. Like,
0: yeah, they, they fell over.
2: So Gunn knocked me out. So I couldn't have a problem with that. But I, 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 also, I don't agree with you all about the humor. I, and maybe it's because I was a little high. I was laughing a ton during this movie. When the uh, guy is saying, oh, you got an idiot on your team? I got one of those. And he was like, you, <laughs> you're doing a great job. But this, one, this guy I, it idiot. incredible.
0: By Nathan Fillion. The-
2: even the dumb jokes where they were like, let's 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 kill that careface guy and the carrot guy's face is like, What? <laughs> He's like, I I Oh thank god. All that. I
0: laughed at all that. No, I'm not it saying it wasn't funny. funny movie. I'm not saying it wasn't funny. And a lot of the jokes did land for me. I'm just saying that like it felt like more so in this one than in previous um in previous iterations of the Guardians movies that like he didn't have somebody to tell him like, Hey, let's like cut for time. You know what I mean? Like we lingered a little bit too long, even when, and it got a huge laugh out of the theater. Star Lord drops the first F bomb in, uh, in MCU history. That joke went on forever. So like this,
2: this is a fitting movie to have the first F bomb. I still am mad that the first sex 16- scene in MCU history, happened in the worst MCU movie. Like, like that is <laughs> that's
0: a punch. That is a slap in the face. Unsexy sex scene, by the way.
2: Very sexy people in that movie, but a very unsexy movie. And having Chloe Zhao zero sex appeal. get through the first sex scene is crazy. Chloe Zhao don't even have sex in her movies, bro. That
0: don't even that didn't make sense to me. Um. So, full spoiler territory. We've already been probably spoiling the movie. All, all podcast what do y'all think about the way that they actually wrapped it up because I was wondering and we and I said this before there's a ton of bait and switches in this movie how are they going to do this like is are they all going to be okay with literally being killed off because I didn't see another way that they were going to do this that everybody was going to be like well won't they come back Will, will, will they not come back and yada 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 and they just literally give them all a happy ending. Um, not sexually. Yeah. I but... was
1: uh I was cool with it all. Like I felt like it all made sense for who the characters were and their journeys to this point through the three movies plus the Avengers movies. Like, okay, first of all, obviously we knew that Chris Pratt was or I still feel that Chris Pratt is going to be back. I guess this is not. Like a uh, universally agreed upon opinion, T was talking about a theory that like he might not be back. He might. Be I might just be whenever. grasping onto
2: that because I want Chris Pratt to be gone, but I don't see any real reason why Chris Pratt would stop. Why would these he do? Checks.
1: Why? Why? Why
2: would yeah. he ever? Yeah. Why would, have, would he
1: not be in these movies? Like moving forward, I feel like it was obvious that it, like you know, uh, Zoe Saldana, She straight up told you she was like, "I'm tired of doing these big ass franchises. I want to be a serious actress." I don't know why none of us asked you to do that, but like, whatever. Uh, Dave Batista was like. Some of these
0: I, franchises signs up for 15 more Avatar films. 15 She's more in- Avatars.
1: <laughs> Dave Batista was like, I'm, I'm over this. Like, I don't want to play this big dumb idiot anymore. I want to do like some other shit. Cool. Uh, and everybody else in this movie is like very replaceable like we vin diesel says literally one line or two lines i guess in this movie he finally says something other than i am groot like in this movie spoiler alert i was weirded out by that he didn't actually (laughs) say that but yes
2: like it was weird but i think he was gun was just translating what he said for the audience but groot didn't actually say I love you guys," he said. "I am group," but it just got. But
0: hearing that right in now. the Vin Diesel voice, when all we've heard yeah, was is weird. "I am group," and he goes, "I love you guys," I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I think he really just wanted to give Vin Diesel another line,
2: and it was a bad. Don't let's not do that. We don't need to give Vin Diesel any more lines. Nah, and I was paying
1: off the, the Zoe Saldana joke the whole time of being like, oh, "I was just making that shit up, right?" Like he's not actually saying that. Right, that so joke yeah, was man. hilarious, by the way.
2: Every time Zoe Saldana it was like.
1: He didn't say that.
2: I I laughed every day.
1: But yeah, like they, like everybody, every other character except uh, Star Lord, Chris Pratt, like you were like, okay, they're done. Like they're out of here. They don't matter to whatever the next phase of the MCU is going to be. That's fine. I thought they gave them all like good endings where you were like, okay, I accept that they, like, you know, Mantis has gone off to like, Do her own thing finally, instead of being a part of the Guardians or just listening to whatever ego says whatever. I accept that Dave Bautista, born to be a dad, not gonna be a part of whatever the gal like the Guardians or the guys here doing. Nebula gonna leave the city. That sounds like a good plan for y'all. Good job. Um, Gamora doesn't remember y'all. Doesn't care. She didn't like randomly fall in love with Star Lord again, like good job you like that (laughs) like you know like we can cut this off here or if these actors decide that they do need the check and they do want to come back you can make a Disney Plus series that's like Gamora and the Ravagers or you can make a Disney Plus series that's Nebula and Drax leading the city like or whatever like you know you left yourself all that room or if you're just like whatever leave them alone never want them back it's fine and you can cut them off here and be like, that makes sense. That's a good ending for them.
0: I'll tell you what, things get a little rough around the Saldana household. She'll be she'll back. back. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, it's not, you know, like. I... Uh, first of all, she's going to call
1: James Cameron. And then if James Cameron hangs up on her, <laughs> she'll be like, Ayo, Kevin, <laughs> like, what can we do here?
0: Well, the, the crazy thing is, is now it's like, and I don't want to get into the whole studio system sort of thing but it it's very likely that a lot of this talent is now that James Gunn has worked with who all seemingly love working with the guy even backing his very weird uh public firing that happened during the pandemic and demanding that he be reinstated um it's very it's very likely we see these dudes over across the street you know what I mean? Yeah. You remember how we? You remember how
1: a couple years ago that Bill Belichick was like, "I texted the wrong Brian." When I was like, "When right. Brian Table got hired, they're yes. gonna be I texted the wrong James. I meant to text James Cameron, but I texted <laughs> James Gunn instead." Yeah, so yeah. now I'm in the DCU again. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Um
0: no, I, I I don't think that like Mantis is done. I don't actually think that Karen Gillen is done with being uh, Nebula, even though that looks like hell, all the makeup that she has to put on. But um, they gave
1: Nebula some shit in this movie, man. Like all yeah, she really got breaks to... and shit. like shit, that was gnarly dude. She was,
2: she was really cooking in this movie. like it, in the we haven't even mentioned the hallway scene, which is a shame on us because that is the greatest shit of all time. And that hallway scene where they're slowing it down, Nebula was probably cooking the most, bro. She literally like broke her own neck, or they broke her neck and then like snapped back. And she was just like, she was cooking. She had actual character arc. She wasn't just like a secondary character. Like she actually had her own shit to get off. And she was beating a lot of ass in this film. Nebula is really her. She is her.
0: I thought it was it was good to expand her character a little bit. Almost felt it was too much nebula, if I'm being completely honest. Why do y'all always want movies to be shorter? Do y'all not enjoy these <laughs> no, films? No, I'm not saying, I'm saying it should have been. It. I'm not saying it should have been shorter. I'm just saying too much nebula. Too movies much should the, be as long as too it much takes the one, tell the one of the one note. I I thought her performance was good, and Karen Gillan is a g- really good uh, actress because she is nothing like that in real life. If you've seen her give interviews, she's but, a robot. Uh, no, so, shockingly no. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, I, it was a lot of the monotone so, from a guy that's monotonous. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a lot of monotone jokes flying around there, but I, yeah, this is delightful. I have I a this. huge nitpick.
2: Well, it's not a huge nitpick. A small nitpick that was bothering me the whole movie. So there are obviously parts of this movie where you encounter uh, people that are okay. First of all, we're we're missing um, probably the most important scene that I'll get to after, but there's a part where they interact with some people who speak different languages. When they go to new earth, they see these animal like figures. I really wish they did not spoil Drax hitting the little bunny looking thing with the ball, because that still made me laugh in the theater. And if I didn't see that on the trailer, I would have laughed for 30 minutes because that was perfect. Drax just (laughs) throwing the ball way too hard for a little human humanoid thing. But anyway, when you go to this planet, there are people that speak different languages. They have a literal robot with them at all times. And it's like, who's gonna translate for us? We don't know what's happening. There's a whole scene where they're trying to communicate with a family in their house at the kitchen table, which is hilarious, a great scene, but it's partially funny because nobody can understand what, what each other are saying. And it's like, but well, we have a robot. Like we literally have the worldwide web here in robot form <laughs> that could just like literally translate for us. I didn't understand that. Obviously I know that they did that so that we can have the big moment where Drax is actually the one who knows this language and it makes them more of a father figure, which I guess paid off. But for 20 minutes, I had to be like, am I tripping? Or do they have a robot with them? Like, the enabler's just sitting there. Like, she don't have nothing to say about nothing, bro. She's a robot. What are you doing? A scene that was funny also went on too long, like I was saying. Drax <laughs> on that couch was hilarious. Definitely did not go on too long. I could have uh, took another five minutes of Drax trying to lay on the couch. I could have taken another five minutes of that.
0: No, so they wrap it all up um we haven't really talked about Will Poulter and the oh. and what was it oh sorry what's his character's name that's Adam uh, Warlock Adam, Adam Warlock. Warlock who is, who plays a huge role in the Guardians of the Galaxy video game which is an incredible video game if you haven't played it just got completely not... overlooked because that Avengers game was hot ass so like i just think that like if you haven't played the Marvel uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game, go play it. It's it's incredibly fun. Adam Warlock plays a big part in that. So I got a little bit more familiar with the character just through that. I wasn't really familiar with him beforehand. Them, He got cooked the whole movie. Them just making him big, dumb idiot. When I thought they were, they're going to give Will Poulter like, and I've seen him do some serious stuff. He was in that, in that uh, show dope sick on Hulu. He's really good, but I thought they were going to like, he has really good comedy chops, which we've seen. I thought they were going to make him be like really serious sort of early Thor character. And they just made him stupid the entire time. Loved it. I thought it was a great choice. Thought it was an incredible choice to have him be just a big dumb idiot the entire time. He gave the perfect balance of, he looked really cool
2: doing stuff and fighting, but he actually lost literally every fight that he was in, like literally all of them. And then he became like, one of the gang, and I was fine with that. Obviously, we're gonna see him again. And they, they, they put in there that, like, oh, they took him out of the little pot or whatever early, so that's why he's not like really him yet. I was, was fine Zuka with the way that they did it from
1: that. Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, yeah, he got cooked in every fight, hand to hand, one on one, and then he's one of the gang, and he's like, I'm fuckwittable now that he's on the good side. Like- <laughs>
0: um the the bit that i just wanted to mention his character just to say the bit that they did at the very end where they make they did the literal like uh god touching man painting oh yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) and they made chris pratt look ugly next to this literal god is really just a hilarious bit hilarious bit that they did um at the very end of the movie so that being said they wrap it all up with a new guardians of the galaxy led by rocket, which I, I told, I I said on a previous podcast that I thought like, uh, maybe he'll just like give it up because you know, he's tired or this uh, Bradley Cooper is tired of this interfering with his, uh, art house projects that he's making about, you know, composers from the early 1900s. But,
2: uh, (laughs)
0: early 1900s in the 1960s and I I was completely wrong about that he will take a check and have that those fund his projects about my man is literally working from home he's good yeah, He's
1: like,
2: this is the easiest paycheck that he's is gonna make but we don't actually know that like they, obviously they give him the ending of like he's the head of the new Guardians but it doesn't mean that we're gonna get like any more rocket I would imagine maybe I would we be shocked
0: point. if they did if they they gave us all of that team up stuff at the very end to not have at least three of the characters like Sean Gunn we don't you know whatever we don't know but like not have Groot Rocket and Adam Warlock back at it again you know what I mean I think Adam
2: Warlock is definitely back but like how do we explain the last title card we should talk about the post credit the last title card says the you know the. I think they said the incredible Star Lord, the legendary, legendary Star Lord will return. Where usually it would say the Guardians will return or this these characters will return. It just said Star Lord. Like everybody's alive, everybody is off to their next part of their journey. But now the only person who's going to quote unquote return
1: is Star Lord. Legendary Star Lord. Yeah. Well, re- that's a comic yeah, had- book thing, apparently. Yeah. So a yeah. comic I, run. Yeah. I read up on this. It's like an alternate comic book run thing um i'm not that big a nerd who has read like the legendary star lord comic books or whatever i didn't know about the guardians of galaxy until the first movie came out to be honest with you uh but apparently like peter Quill is just going to be back cooking on his own which makes sense for chris pratt because it's like why would he stop why would he turn down these checks like he he's he's locked in
0: (laughs) yeah um that never made sense to me, Teej. You say, oh, "I hope he gets cooked." Like his agent wouldn't allow that to happen. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Yes, but sure. uh, um, I, I think that there's there's something. He he said something to the effect of, "He'll be back if you know all the things check all the right. The script checks all the right boxes. Yada yada yada." Which is something that every single prominent Marvel actor has said when their contract is up. Every time.
1: And And then they're right back.
0: And they're right back until they kill them off. And he is not dead. He is eating cereal talking about mowing the lawn at his grandpa's home. You can even
1: kill them off like Elizabeth Olsen and they'll be like, well, you know, you never
0: know. (laughs) You never know. And I think they'll either put a Star-Lord's going on his own silly adventure or it'll be something like four years down the line Star-Lord's gonna pop up in a team-up film or whatever or he'll be back for Secret Wars if they still make that movie please don't and, make him leave and, and everybody TV. is gonna no they're not gonna make him leave the Avengers but I'm just so. gonna be like he'll pop up and he'll say some quippy line and everybody will be like yeah like we'll go nuts in the theater Star-Lord's
1: like, back.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm but, not rooting for... I will not be going to the theater when Star-Lord returns to the movie screen. I can tell you that right now. Unless yes, he's played you by somebody else, yes, maybe you I will.
1: I might. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to root for, I I, I, I I for Star-Lord in my life. <laughs> I, I, might oh, pop, I thought like you a, said you weren't
0: going to go to the movie theater. I was like, <laughs> what oh, the no, fuck no, are no. you talking I, about? I'm, you in there, I'm, I'm in there with the rest of us. I'm not going to be in there
2: rooting when Star-Lord comes on the screen. I'm like, oh, he's back, I guess. I might
1: pop like fucking Bad Bunny just walked out of WWE.
0: um so yeah there's that legendary Star-Lord comics I always there's a there's a they've made a couple of these books Old Man Logan was one that I've read but they also made an Old Man Star-Lord series that's a lot more like gritty and like violent um they'll never do that but I that would be interesting if they just you know wait a long time But it's not going to be that long because Chris Pratt's what, like forty-five. So like,
1: Star Lord and Darcy start fucking, and we all go crazy. (laughs) Like, Jesus, (laughs) Disney Plus TV show.
0: Christ. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. Like, Batista's done. All you know, Gamora's done. I I don't think any of the people that were like, I'm just going to stay here for right now and help out. Like, I don't think any of them are done. But yeah, it's. All open. Uh, tell you who's not done. Vin Diesel cashing those checks, Bubba. Nah, bro. Again, Vin Diesel working from
2: home. or working from the set of Fast Ten. <laughs> You're recording it into That should be
1: a
0: Zoom. <laughs> Is that good? Does that work? Yeah, Vin. We got it. Good job. I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot.
2: Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I should, any- also, I should right. mention that when uh Rocket uh they save all the humans, you know, and it's like all the animals are still locked up. And Rocket goes in there, and he when he sees all the baby raccoons, I was uh, I was a mess. I was a all the baby raccoons get on his body. The coolest thing I've ever seen. The sweetest thing I've ever seen. Easy to make people cry. My theater was a fucking emotional wreck at this moment. James Gunn's really him. And I think this is what differentiates this movie from like a, a Suicide Squad. There's no heart of Suicide Squad, right? It's just like a funny movie. You don't care about any of the characters or whether they live or die. This, he made something to where you really actually cared about Rocket. And I, I wouldn't say that people necessarily cared about Rocket before. We liked Rocket. But Rocket is now top five dead or alive in the Marvel. He's, he's yeah. there. He's him. I, I know so much about him. I know what, what motivates him. I can't wait to see Rocket again if we're going to see him again because that's my guy and I know so much more about him now and I feel like we got me and Rocket got closer and it that's what great cinema does.
0: Well, and it is when you watch this movie and we talked about it a little bit up the open and you know talking about the studio system again. I it, it is interesting when Marvel decided to let some of these well that's one thing we were begging and begging and begging them to do is to let these creatives make these movies, but the one that really sort of understood the comics and what they were, outside of Taika Waititi making a one-off comedy film, was James Gunn, and he really understood the comics. Now he goes to DC, and he's gonna make a good suit. I just he's gonna make a good Superman movie, like he just is. And um, we'll see. <laughs> no, nope, he's going to, and mark it down. And now there's just it feels like unless they find somebody else of that ilk there's sort of a dearth of people that actually understand this material and so we'll see how that we'll see how that works out
1: i, I just disagree man like we just saw like sam Raimi was cooking i don't care what y'all say like That's sam facts. Raimi.
2: nobody says he was cooking
1: sam Raimi did, did this damn thing with doctor strange like and i don't Maybe the Doctor Strange source material is like that, I doubt it. But like whatever Sam Raimi did to the Doctor Strange source material, like was dope. Making Wanda into a horror movie villain was just some incredible shit that Sam Raimi pulled off. Like if you keep letting talented directors put their own stamps on these movies, source material be damned. You can get some good shit out of them. Like I agree. Uh,
0: but also, we had an Academy Award winner uh, make the worst Marvel movie, and then Taika Waititi. Well,
2: yeah, makes bad movies generally. I'm sorry, she stinks. She
1: Goddamn. Stinks. She <laughs>
2: I'm
0: sorry. Uh, and then Taika Watsidi, you know, I've come down on that movie so hard. Thor Love and Thunder is not really that great. No, I watched great. Thor
2: Love and Thunder like two weeks ago, and I still am in the exact same place. I still like it. I'm sorry. That's true.
0: So I guys, had a great time.
1: Guys, it's not good. It. No, it I, I had a good time. It's not It's flawed. Guys. It's flawed, but it, I had oh, you think? You we could have cut out like seven goat screams, but without those without those seven goat screams, it's a perfect movie. I'm sorry. We could have really cut
2: the guardians God. out of the movie, too. We didn't even have to do the guardians part of the movie, but yeah, that was real weird. You know that I had a great time. Same thing with, with, with uh Dr. Strange. I, I know people didn't like it. I had a pretty good time and Dope movie. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm Wakanda, sorry. Wakanda forever. I Dope didn't need Remer Williams. I didn't need Elaine uh, in the movie, but I still had a good time. Like the the MCU has not been dead. It's fine. Ant-Man was some huff. I've come down even further on Ant Man after I watched it a second time. Uh, but we're getting a new Kang anyway, so we can really forget that Ant Man ever happened and we can just move forward.
1: Look. I, I know I'm in the hella minority on this. All of the like the Capital C film critics or whatever, and most of like the popular film Twitter people or whatever are like, uh, the MCU has been like on a downward spiral since uh, Endgame and like The Guardians of the Galaxy is the first good movie in the MCU. All those movies have been dope to me. I fuck with Shang-Chi, I fuck with Black Widow. I've fucked with uh Love and Thunder, Multiverse of Madness, Thor Love and Thunder is a good I enjoyed movie. all these films. All the films are good. What are we doing? Like why I would argue we- that Shang-Chi was literally
2: for two acts the perfect Marvel movie. And if they did not do the CGI fuck fest at the end, it would have been held in very, very, very high regard as a Marvel yeah, movie. Yeah, like great. the
1: Shang-Chi like riding a dragon thing at the end, I could have done without. But I've seen people who were like oh, the the no sleep till Brooklyn scene in Guardians of the Galaxy is like the first good Marvel action scene we've gotten. And I'm like, no, bro. Watching Shang-Chi fucking cook these people on these sky- the skyscraper scaffolding, that was fucking incredible. Like, that's a dope-ass action scene. Yes, I'm that's- sorry. Like- Everything
0: is reactionary to when you have like a standard, le- like a standard, le- standard good film like Guardians of the Galaxy that's like from start to finish is that has met the standard of what we knew before it. Can we and... talk about
2: the BC boys for a quick second after you're... So go ahead, finish your point. No, I was Bro, just saying. Terrible rap. Bro. Terrible rap. <laughs> no, no, I like... The, the BC boys are fine. But are, are they struggling for money or something? What the fuck? What is happening? Their That's music what? is everywhere right now. <laughs> they were in Mario a month ago. They're in Guardians now. They're also in the trailer for the uh for the Kamala Khan movie, The Marvels. Like, wh- can we just slow down a little bit, BC Gen- Boys? Can we spread Gen it out? Is,
0: Gen X is just at the head of the studios. They're just, Gen X is making movies. So that's what it is. They need to relax. No Sleep to Brooklyn hit a month
2: before Guardians dropped. I know James Gunn was pissed when he watched Mario. I'm like, I'm, I wonder if Pratt told him, like, hey, you're using No Sleep to yeah, Brooklyn we- here? <laughs> I just recorded a scene
1: where we did that at Mario. I just recorded it, James. I just, recorded bro, it. look. <laughs> The the like the song worked for the scene that they did, but I was watching it the second time that I saw this movie, and I was like, "This is some terrible raps." Like I get why people make fun of like eighties and nineties raps. Like this shit. <laughs> <laughs> that childish, that Gambino, that like stand up comedy bit where he's like. Old rap music is like, well, I went to the hat store today and I bought myself a hat. <laughs> like, I was like, I understand, like, where that joke came from. Like, this shit, wow. If somebody released that shit today, we'd be like, it's the worst rap I've ever heard in my life.
2: <laughs>
1: if I if I hear the
2: B.C. Boys in another movie or movie trailer this year, I'm going to write a letter. This is too much. Like, this is too if much. Somebody,
1: like, if. MGK like recorded a song and you didn't know it was by the Beastie Boys you'd be like what the fuck is wrong with rap music like why are we doing <laughs> <laughs> like if MGK like if Logic recited some Beastie Boys lyrics and you didn't know it was a Beastie Boys song before you'd be like this is the worst shit I've ever had in my life what the fuck
2: <laughs> I need them to slow down I
0: know these times are tough Brandon was "I are tough completely railroaded my point we're just gonna move on um, <laughs> uh
1: but we we haven't we haven't spent enough time talking about the high evolutionary in this movie who I, I think was an incredible villain because I gotta say I've been getting a little tired of being like oh I understand where the villain is coming from he's yeah. doing like a like he he's making the wrong decision. But like I understand. It has how this he got duality
0: there. in him. Yeah. yeah.
1: Blah blah blah. No. Like I the high evolutionary evil as shit. Like unhinged man. But you watching him, uh, you're listening to him talk, and you're like, this actor is fucking cooking. Like he's evil, awful. Don't agree with him at all. But holy shit, this is like really compelling. <laughs>
0: Yale trained actor, that guy. It's always funny when, like, you see these people, and it's like these Yale trained, Harvard trained, Oxford trained, uh, Royal Theater Company in Britain trained actors. And it's just like, what's your role? Oh, I'm a guy without a face that wants to be God in space. Like, what? I'm a space god. I'm a space god.
1: You are a step on my path. I was like, yo. That's so bad. He boring. laughed at
2: Rocket. He killed Rocket's friends, and when Rocket started crying, he laughed at him. That was the most evil shit I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> you gonna cry?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking evil. You dude. win the
1: cry contest. <laughs>
0: it's really, I was yeah. like, hey, yo. He was going for it. He was really good. Chuck uh, Woody, Woody Awuji from. Uh, what did he play? He played like. The guy that was supposed to be in charge in, in Peacemaker, but he was yes, also he was he was ran a by a bug. Mission,
2: but he was actually a bug, yes. Spoiler yeah. alert for Peacemaker.
0: Great, great flip in that show, by the way. Yes, I did not see that coming in Peacemaker. Like, oh, this guy's a bug. Okay, got it. Um. So, yeah, he, he was really good. Um, anything else uh, on the movie? We wrap it up.
2: Go see it. I'm going to go see it again. Go see it. Uh, Real Cinema is back. And I don't know how James Gunn oh. is going to make a Superman movie. I don't know how that's going to look, but I will be there. Night one, I'll be sitting right there.
1: I will be there. Facts.
0: I should say, um, like, besides the Marvels and uh, I think uh, Secret Invasion, which is coming invasion. out on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. we ain't going to have anything for a long time, guys. The Rider Strike is here.
2: Blade's been delayed. The Rider Strike is here, guys
0: nothing's really in the can except for the marvels like a lot of this shit i hope you like your marvel content because uh it ain't coming like for a reality minute
1: reality television brothers <laughs> Yeah. speaking that's of the marvels another like person who's... brie larson's been making some
0: noise that she also might want out um yeah and that was too. <laughs> that was not due to like her like hating yeah. the character or anything it was just it's due just due to the bad the and weird fra- yeah. uh fans on fans quote-unquote online hey uh guys shut the fuck
2: up yeah stop also brie larson didn't write uh, miss marvel or whatever that the, what's her face captain marvel. captain marvel she didn't write the film guys leave her alone please like just leave her alone she seems like she's having a very hard time with yeah I- be- and if you're still talking about that film why why are you still tweeting about that film why
1: Why becoming the mascot of like Disney's wokeness or whatever cannot possibly be a fun place. (laughs) Like if like I understand why she's like, I'm out. Chris Pratt doesn't have that problem. Chris Pratt is like the the opposite. Chris Pratt's not the mascot
2: for anyone's wokeness.
1: Yeah, Chris (laughs) Pratt is like, well, you can't cancel me, bitch. I'm Mario, bitch. Like, you can't cancel me. Uh, That guy has
0: fallen ass backwards into billion dollar projects. That's crazy.
1: Someone on Twitter was literally like, is Chris Pratt like the second most bankable movie star after Tom Cruise? I was literally like, bro, you don't even believe what the fuck you just said. Like, don't (laughs) don't do that. You know that he's like only in these franchises that we hear about, like, They could have made anybody the voice of Mario.
0: Somebody had a good point. Is like Chris Pratt is the canvas on which the studios will just like paint and bend to their will. And Tom Cruise literally bends the studio to their will and is the painter. So, like, (laughs) you know,
1: Tom Cruise is like, I want to fly a helicopter this weekend. Do y'all want to make a movie or not?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because either way, I'm going up. (laughs) chris pratt shows up and they're like today we have you shooting blasters and he's like okay and it's just like today we have you messing with a velociraptor okay thanks and that's just (laughs) yeah good chris hold out your hand good job buddy it's a good acting choice
1: God, Jurassic World, the big, it fucking sucks, dude. That Awful. movie is so bad. One of
0: movies I've, I've movie ever seen. One, one of the oh, worst God. movies I've ever seen. I don't think we were hard enough on the, on it on the podcast. I know we tore it apart, but that movie was atrocious. <laughs> the movie fucking Awful. sucks, dude. Uh, anyway, all right. Uh, what are we watching? Anything that we've watched this past week?
2: I'm tapped back into Better Call Saul. I'm finishing the, I, I didn't, I haven't watched the last two seasons. So I started season four again so I could watch seasons five and six. So that's kind of what I've been watching. Obviously, I'm still watching Secession and Barry. They're both on their final seasons. Um, that's about what I'm watching right now. And, and I got my tickets for Fast 10. It's about family. A Real cinema is almost here, guys. Two weeks.
0: Uh, oh, God. We got to review that movie. Oh we do, don't we? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, I've been watching uh, Theodore Lasso. On, on the old Apple TV Plus, I've
1: watched an episode of that show for the first time. I think the most recent one, I was like, there's way more sex in this show than I realized. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I walked in like to, to Apollo HQ, and like a couple of the guys were watching it, like they were catching up or whatever. I had never seen the show before, and I was like, damn, there's so many people having sex. I thought this was like a wholesome, like soccer, like PG show. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> no. That's rated R. And uh, uh, Tej, I think correctly, but just means I love it, called it Sesame Street for adults. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? Fine. That's fine. I love Sesame Street. Um, I have also watched a show, which I think y'all should tune into. I think it's going to be, I don't think it'll be like the same. It'll hit the same as, um, oh, what was the show that? got delayed, but uh, that What's was on Apple delayed? TV. Apple TV. Uh, oh, oh, you're, I'm talking about, Severance. you're talking about Severance. Severance. Um, Severance got delayed, by the way, which sucks. But uh I don't think it'll hit the same as Severance, but it kind of has the same feel, like the mystery of it all. Silo, which they've been advertising. I've heard good App- things. Very good. First two episodes, really, really good. It fits into that Post apocalyptic Hunger Games. Actually, it takes a lot from Fallout, the actual game. So that's, it It feels like that. So that's really good. And uh, I finally Wait, got around
2: what, what? Which game is the, is the Tom, uh, the Spider Man with Mark Wahlberg movie?
0: Is that Fallout?
1: That's what? Uncharted. Uncharted. Spider Man with I'm Mark Wahlberg. My
0: games. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I finally got to watch uh man from auto which came on netflix which is prime to break records on netflix i'm sure wait really man from auto did you watch that i know but, not but is it doing really well
2: like and it seems
0: like yeah, all it's movies like are gonna the, have a great it's streaming like life number one movie in the world right now is man from auto um which came out last year and it did okay at the box office but tom Cruise or tom hanks just unfortunately doesn't have the juice that he normally that he used to uh i
1: mean it's been 50 years (laughs) yeah i mean he's been great like
0: but he's not like you know tom cruise is still breaking box office records tom hanks is like i'll play an old man in this movie and just an interesting sort of career trajectory and kind of how it was always going to play out i guess for those for those two but um it is good. I haven't seen what the film that it's originally based on, and I haven't read the book. It's it's cry porn. Yeah, it someone told like me it, that they I were crying the all night
2: watching that movie. That they, they someone told me that
0: it's cry porn. A few of the message are messages are a little forced, but all in all, a good a good movie that I think people that might not otherwise watch a movie like this. Are going to watch and uh your mom and dad are gonna love this movie
1: yeah it seemed like that when i saw i saw the trailer in movie theaters before other movies for months and i was like this seems like a streaming movie i don't know why they put it in theaters and like tried to make it this big box office thing it was never going to be but hey if it's on netflix now i'm sure a lot of people are watching it and enjoying it and that's okay good for y'all
0: It you can do worse. I'm genuinely serious. Like you can do worse than like on a Tuesday night, like popping it on, you'll have it's like a good two hours. Just yeah. Mm -hmm. So watch that. Um I don't know what other movies or anything that I watched. I told y'all I finally watched Plane. Oh, Caitlin and I, me too. Indian matchmaking is back, baby.
2: Great great television. Great television. They also have Jewish matchmaking now. Oh shit! I, I'm sure I will yeah, watch. Damn, damn, Jewish matchmaking. Yeah,
1: I was locked into season one of Indian matchmaking. Season two came out, and I got like two or three episodes in and fell off. Are they back for season three already? Season
0: three, yeah.
1: Goddamn.
0: Okay, shit. is the hardest working
1: from... person in show business that auntie? Is the chick from Houston still on there? Because that's why part of why I was locked in for season one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, no, I don't think so. I think they're, they're like following around a couple from New York or something like that, but
1: I think she yeah. might've moved to New York or something. I don't know. Point. But Anyway, uh, I might need to tap back in cause I was locked in to season one of Indian matchmaking, but I think that was like either right before or during the pandemic. So like, it took a lot less to get me locked in to a television show at that right. point. <laughs>
0: hey, get used to it. Cause this is what we're going to have for another year, brother. reality tv get into it
1: but yeah i've uh i recently went to theaters and saw uh are you there goddess me margaret which i got advertisements for across every platform that i visited for like two months beforehand and then the movie actually banged it was really really good i've never read the book uh it's a coming of age book for like teenage girls or whatever so like i never read it but the movie is actually like just delightful. You know, it's a story about this like sixth grader, like, you know, who is like learning about herself and about, you know, the coming coming of age, basically. Am uh, I having
2: deja vu or did you talk about this movie talks on the last about this podcast. last episode? Yeah. Okay. I thought did I... Like deja vu. I thought okay.
1: Was... Cool. So yeah, I saw that saw Polite Society I talked about that last episode too. Yep. Okay, cool. So yeah, go see those movies. Still no one has seen them. Uh, I've been rewatching The Hunger Games because the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes or Snakes and Songbirds or whatever it's called. I know you said that trailer
0: out. did it for you, Dex. That looks awful. Shut up. That, that <laughs> shit. As, a, as a Hunger Games stan and a person that consumed all the books and everything, that trailer looks f- terrible. I, didn't I also watched
2: the all the books, movies and right. read all the books and I also wait, is the new movie also based on a book? Did they make like a prequel book or are they just yeah? yeah she's she's a oh, I don't know that the trailer didn't move me much either uh, except for the fact that one of the characters from Euphoria is in it, which is awesome well,
0: our, um, our boy, boy which Peter one? English,
2: uh, Jen, uh, Jen, is that her name? J- Jules, Jules is in it Jules is in the trailer oh, She's okay. in the film and uh also uh what's her face is in the movie getting big checks, which I always appreciate. Um My Queen go.
1: from West Side Story is out here again. Oh, that's right, <laughs>
2: she's in it too. Ava Dubose or whatever her name is.
1: No, 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 no. Rachel Zackler. <laughs> oh. The the younger one. Ariana DuBose is Oscar winner. We would have left with that. But <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> But Rachel Zegler is back out here. So I saw the trailer for that, and I was like, let me go rewatch the Hunger Games. I haven't watched this movie since they came out. I watched all of them in theaters one time when they came out and haven't really thought that much about them since. So I was like, let me go rewatch them. And I've only gotten through the first two so far, but they're they're way better than I remember them being. Yeah. <laughs> the first two especially. Uh, the second one, like, this fucking bangs dude
0: incredible blockbuster movie honestly and
1: like a perfect sequel escalation it's like you know the first one is it's the hunger games cool and then the second one it's like hunger games all-stars like that shit just rules dude
0: (laughs) the last two the second they shouldn't have split the last one into should not have split it i remember that from
1: when i first saw it like in college that third one is the most
0: boring movie for like we're killing teenagers that i've ever seen
1: yeah we're wasting time so we can get you to the second one like and the second one, that the split was bad
0: like, and the fourth one and i know we're going long here but the fourth one it's like hey you want to be depressed you're gonna and it's hey. like, <laughs> oh man so is yeah. the is the new
2: one a prequel or a sequel Pretty prequel cool. that's what i thought okay yeah
1: uh the, I don't remember her name, but she wrote a prequel book. They're making that book. Susanna Collins. They're making the prequel book into a prequel movie. Viola Davis is in it. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Get that check,
2: Viola. Get that check.
1: She is there. Like It doesn't matter what it is. She's going for it. I will be Michael Jordan's mom. I will start the Hunger Games. (laughs) I will do whatever.
0: I will be (laughs) the third lead in a DCEU movie that doesn't matter
1: yeah and they're gonna make into like her own spinoff show apparently but anyway so yeah, i've been rewatching Hunger games those are good the first two at least i'll let you know about the third and the fourth one um but yeah that's pretty much it for me so go watch movies
0: tom cruise see you at the movies <laughs> um that movie comes out really soon by the way not soon it's enough time. it's almost time they needed another trailer for that one. I know y'all don't like second trailers, but I, I'm tired of the trailer that doesn't have any words in it. I saw the
2: second Oppenheimer trailer, and I know this is going to sound stupid because the film is based on historical events. But the second trailer gave up way too many plot details, and I'm starting to really fucking hate that they do that in second trailers. And I'm about to start stay, avoiding all second
1: trailers. No so, the second trailers! You don't I need fucking them. hate it, man.
2: I don't if want all points, bro. I don't if you want- already
1: know you're going to go see the movie, don't watch the second trailer. It doesn't matter. That's right. right. out- out- a spoiler alert. Spoiler no, alert! I
0: told you. Okay, first of all, they we just saw Quentin Tarantino bomb.
2: change history in a blockbuster movie, so it could have. It could be the case that multiple the atomic times. bomb is is created but never used. I don't know what's gonna happen. And so when when they start laying yeah, out the they plot, they might block
1: like, Oppenheimer in a theater and shoot. They're him like, we have to move times.
2: all these, all the scientists, all these scientists we're going to hire. We have to move them into the village. It was like, okay, that's a plot point. I didn't need to know that to know that I'm going to see this movie. Just have them talking over loud sounds. That's all I needed. I didn't need. to know about the Manhattan point.
0: Project, man. The public school system no. is really going downhill.
1: I knew about Hitler too, and then fucking Inglorious Bastards <laughs> <Vassus> happened.
0: <laughs> you think Christopher Nolan is gonna is, yes
2: <laughs> he changed he space might. and time you saw the end of what that really bad movie that he made where he changed space and time that's not that's not canon
0: not a historical event
1: hey. once upon a time in hollywood happened <laughs> I'm yeah just saying. He, changed,
0: he changed dunkirk where it's like hey guys guess what nazis never even showed up i don't know what we're doing <laughs> i don't know <laughs> what we were all worried about actually yeah, yeah, it's it's all fine Imagine Everybody's watching
1: *Tenant* and you have no idea shit's just going backwards now. Like it's a completely different movie. Yeah, I tell
0: you, still don't. Never finish the
2: movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, right, I'm about to tap back into *Tenant*, so I can get ready for *Oppenheimer*. I'm definitely tapping back into *Tenant*. Hey, bro, *Tenant* is real cinema.
1: On. Y'all, like, it got lost to I'm like the dust bit of history, like with the pandemic. But *Tenant* is real cinema.
0: You'll you'll you'd be better served watching Inception for this movie than you would for Tenet, I just guarantee it. I've only seen Tenet once and I didn't
2: understand half the dialogue, but when I turn those subtitles on, I'm gonna have a great time.
0: I can't wait. <laughs> that is that is the endorsement that every filmmaker I think wants <laughs> and needs. <laughs> you can not you you hear, hear my, my shit.
1: On mute. That doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> Real cinema. Uh, All right. You can find us at a one take podcast, one take podcast on Twitter, one take podcast on Instagram, as well as TikTok. the like Uh, you can find us at less underscore humble at Lord Dex Hinton and at Royden Ogletree on Twitter. As long as that website still exists, not for long and uh, (laughs) yeah, go like download, subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit that uh, bell icon. If you want to watch this live, whenever we air our live episodes, thank you very much. Dex, what are we doing? Hashtag
1: Sports Lawrence Pew. Dune 2 is coming. The trailer. Oh, yeah, we never talked
0: about the trailer. The trailer
1: dropped. Uh, y'all really like it. I'm still very confused, but I'm going to be there night one regardless. Doesn't matter. So, uh, hashtag Sports Pew. All
0: right. We're out. Don't do space drugs. <laughs> no sleep, till. <too. laughs>